0: Welcome to Pop Culture Legends, a mini-series from Digital Dissection Unheard Podcast. Pop Culture Legends explores the spaces in between mainstream and esoteric across the world of media. There's a lot to unbox across our favorite properties, and some stories aren't always well-known. We hope you enjoy the spaces in between those spaces. Today's legend explores the Slender Man, a modern myth that rose from seemingly nowhere to dominate pop culture. Where did the faceless spirit come from? How long has it existed? We explore the known origins of the supernatural character and just how long it has been staring at us from a distance.
1: Humans have been telling stories for thousands of years. And while some of the oldest texts go back 5,000 to 6,000 years ago, cave paintings exist that are estimated to be 10 times older. Needless to say, humanity and storytelling go hand in hand, and over time, we've only gotten better at it. According to New York University, or NYU, storytelling is key to creating, understanding, meaning, and to help humans interpret the world. Horror stories, of course, are quite a bit different, as they can often involve consequences punishing narratives, and oftentimes require interpretation of some capacity. The difference in reward between these types of storytelling are similar, but with regards to horror, the reasons for consuming it are quite different. According to Harvard Business Review in 2021, watching horror-based content physically and mentally stimulates humans in both positive and negative ways. The resulting stimulation can trigger many different responses, whether it be anxiety, pleasure, excitement, and even joy. This biochemical response can trigger adrenaline, which even further carries the previously mentioned sensations.
0: The Slender Man as a concept falls into a combination of both unique storytelling and how the terrifying world of horror can captivate millions. Across the internet, stories of a tall, thin man have appeared accompanied by tales of murders and disappearances, often around rural and abandoned areas. He wears a dark suit, has long arms and legs that grew at will like tentacles and targeted children and young adults original content began appearing about this being in numerous forms of media. But why? To many, the Slender Man may feel like he has been around for a very long time. But in reality, it's a much more modern tale. To first understand what the Slender Man is, it's important to know about its earliest known origins. For that, we need to visit the Something Awful forums. Long before Reddit, Tumblr, or any major hosted website content, Something Awful began as a comedy website in 1999. Its founder, Richard Lotax Kianka, began the website as a personal page initially, but for many during this time, it became a source of articles, memes, and original content. Much of the website's popularity circulated around Photoshop challenges, and on an almost daily basis, forum members made incredible, original works of art. One such challenge took place in June of 2009 where the Something Awful forums were tasked with creating paranormal images. During this time, many unique creations surfaced, with some being as simple as ghosts appearing alongside photos of people, unnerving old home photos, and still shots of cemeteries with creative editing. There were plenty of images to creep out forum visitors, but one in particular, under the pseudonym Victor Surge, would create two of the creepiest of the entire group.
1: Victor Serge was actually a man named Eric Knudsen and his contributions to the quest included two unique black and white photos of teenagers and children in the 1980s. The photos of course weren't the only part of the submission. They'd be followed by two quotes as well. The first photograph read Quote, "We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silences and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time." 1983 photographer, unknown, presumed dead. Unquote. "Of course, the photos weren't just of teenagers, but featured a tall faceless man standing amongst them. The faceless man had unusually long arms and legs and blended perfectly into the image. The second, however, showed a much more clear shot of the supernatural being as he was standing amongst children in a previously archived photo. The second written quote by Knudsen was far more disturbing. It read, quote, One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library ablaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished, and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later actual photograph confiscated as evidence 1986 photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th 1986 Knudsen's submission combined with their short captions formed an actual work of compelling fiction. It didn't take long for fellow forum posters. To begin building on the mythos of the established stories and before much time several interpretations of the character began evolving
0: shortly after the something awful premiere of the tall faceless man a youtube web series quickly followed the viral memes marble hornets arrived only 10 days later on june 20th 2009 following the events of a then-unfinished student film project. The series followed two friends Alex Crayley and Jay Merrick as Alex mysteriously gave Jay raw footage of a project he had filmed. Alex then transferred schools and cut off all contact with Jay. Years later Jay would end up viewing the footage. In viewing what Alex left behind Jay notices that his friend was stalked during his film project by a tall, faceless man that he labeled as the operator. The resemblance to that of the Slender Man was perfectly in line with the Something Awful forums, but what added to the already creepy nature of the series was that they were uploaded as entries, like a personal video diary. Combined with the viral status of the Slender Man, and the fact that many didn't know where the story behind the supernatural being came from. Many thought that the videos were authentic. The added infusion in imagery further made the short episodes addictive, and their first-person accounts placed viewers into the thick of the mystery. The popular series would continue until 2014, with over 100 videos surrounding the content and over 100 million views. It became quite clear that what originally caused the Slender Man to be popular in a Photoshop contest translated into video quite well to terrifying results. Due to the overwhelming response to the initial meme and marble hornets, many sought to capitalize on the popularity of the growing legend. Five separate video games would be created alongside several film adaptations of the various lore available online. Within less than a decade, The Slender Man was a full-on internet legend, and seemingly finding a new audience every day. However, in 2014, events would unfold that changed the enthusiasm behind the character
1: forever. May 31st, 2014, marked a very violent and unfortunate turn in the history of the now 5 years old internet legend. In Waukesha, Wisconsin, a cyclist had found a badly wounded 12-year-old girl by the name of Peyton Lutner. Lutner had been stabbed close to 20 times across her arms, legs, and torso. Her liver and stomach had been damaged in an attack, and one wound in particular narrowly missed a critical artery in her heart. Within hours, Authorities were able to piece together that Lutner was lured into a forest area nearby to David's Park in Waukesha under the guise of playing hide-and-seek. The stabbing was actually orchestrated by two of her friends, Anissa Weyer and Morgan Geyser. Wire and Geyser devised the plan after reading fan fiction surrounding the Slender Man. What they had read earlier was a fictional guide for how to summon the Slender Man. Based on their plan and the information they gathered online, this would make the spirit appear before them. Both would be apprehended within hours of the attack, placing national coverage on what had been a harmless internet trend for the last five years. Fortunately, Lunar would survive, and questions surrounding Geyser's undiagnosed schizophrenia were brought to the public eye. Regardless of Geyser's mental condition, however, charges were filed in the case due to the fact that Lunar's attempted murder was planned by both of her attackers. The intention by Geyser and Wire To use this heinous act as a means to unleash the Slender Man, however, according to the internet lore of the time, caused concern in parents, media, and those unfamiliar with the legend. The national conversation led to asking countless questions. One question in particular, why did the Slender Man have such control over the internet? and specifically, young children.
0: Shortly after horrific events of Lutner's stabbing, the nationwide conversation began shifting towards trying to understand the connection. In an article from NBC News on June 6, 2014, Dr. Stephen C. Schlossman wrote a detailed response on how two 12-year-olds could commit such a crime. It turns out, The answer lies far more within the minds of developing adolescents than it does a tall, faceless man. Schlossman was quick to point out that horrified parties were far too quick to blame the internet trend for the events that occurred. Instead, the conversation should be centered around how developing brains work via what's referred to as metacognition. This idea refers to trying to understand how we think about the things we think about. From ages 10 to 12, humans do this quite a bit. The part Slenderman plays in the discussion is less about the creepypasta platform as a thing to blame. Instead, it's that an adolescent mind loves to think about what it feels. Many of us have been here before, as the concept of a boogeyman, according to Schlossman, is really nothing new. We've all felt mental and physical responses to made up malevolent beings. In the mind of a 12 year old, however, rationalizing the way one feels when presented with a concept such as the Slender Man is really an open book. The lore of Slender Man himself absolutely was as online communities, writers and creative minds did the exact same thing building his story. Could this instance of violence be a combination of untethered enthusiasm, thought organization and its impact on the brain.
1: Combining the idea of biochemical reactions, developing human brains, and massively popular internet memes, there's something in between the lines to explain what occurred. However, it's important to point out that we can theorize what caused the violence, but we'll never truly know how to rationalize it or more importantly, how to forecast how it could ever happen again. In many ways, the slender man legend had entered a crucial area of pop culture that began to erode the allure of the subject. Smaller communities being involved in a communal groupthink to build such a character began to lose touch with the hype. Think about your favorite band hitting it big quote-unquote, selling out. The once homegrown supernatural being was now on televisions, merchandise, and was taking over the world, after all. By the time the 2018 film Slender Man began hitting theaters, hype for the character had largely dissipated. While the film technically made its money back, it was eviscerated by film critics. Some made claims that in the wake of an attempted murder, it was insensitive to even release the film, and an article by The Hollywood Reporter claimed that the movie was far too late, almost in nine years after the original phenomenon had hit the internet.
0: In the realm of horror, the idea of being a long-standing property is pretty difficult to maintain. What the Slender Man in particular had working against it is actually unique to the post-2000s world. The Slender Man myth was an entirely internet-based story, crafted by thousands of people, just like how we once etched initials into a park bench. It remains to be seen if the Slender Man will ever see a level of popularity that he once did in 2009. After all, 2004's Dawn of the Dead remake ushered in a tidal wave of enthusiasm for the zombie-led survival horror genre. Properties like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, and Hellraiser have all seen recent reboots after periods of dormancy. Could a terrifying rebrand of the Faceless Man happen again one day? It's possible, but even the Slender Man has now left public domain, and the rights to the character were sold to production company Mythology Entertainment. After the company dissolved in 2019, who actually owns the rights as of now is left up to debate.
1: Looking back at the events that unfolded after the Something Awful forums first originated the photos, it's clear that once again, humans love a good story. Folklorist and Penn State University assistant professor Jeffrey Tolbert heavily researched the impact of the Slender Man, releasing his findings in 2021. In an article shared via psu.edu. Tolbert made the claim that digital media has a compelling power to not only help form beliefs, but also help students be open-minded to others from their own. Tolbert stated, quote, Belief itself is more of a process rather than being fixed or stable. It's about how we take in information and stimuli, then form it into ideas we take to be true about the world and the universe. Examples like Slender Man might not resonate directly with everybody, but I think understanding belief more generally should matter to everyone. How we take communication from various sources and arrive at ideas that we think to be true about the world. Unquote.
0: Regardless of where you might fall concerning the history of the Slenderman, the character is now accepted by many in academia to be modern folklore. Just like the various boogeyman known around the world, this tall faceless man belongs to a generation that has only ever known the internet. And only time will tell if he'll ever end up on a cave painting. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Legends, a digital dissection miniseries. Be on the lookout for future episodes as we explore the relative unknown, as some of pop culture's stories lie just outside mainstream periphery. Follow us on your social media of choice and tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you in the comments or at digitaldissectionpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, keep on dissecting. And if you see a tall faceless man standing amongst the trees, make sure you know where your children are.